This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount Plus. Chunk. This is your host, Bryce Hansen, and with me as always is Mr. David Day. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> what was that? What was that? <laughs> I unmuted it at the very end. It's the so, fairy. So it was just... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> if you're new to horror movie chunk uh we're a horror movie review show we review one horror movie every week new releases get priority but we also review older horror movies both good and horrible got a great show today this one was voted on by our patrons go to patreon.com slash horror movie talk and join them i feel like please feel and attacked. uh what I feel attacked. This week, the patrons attacked me with this one. Mm. We are watching and reviewing Audition. 99. From 99. Well, Japanese flick. Before we get into that, just want to give a couple shout-outs to our website, horrormovietalk.com. There you'll find links to all the things. Um, want to thank our Patreon patrons for voting for this and supporting us so directly. Um, and they get access to a lot of bonus content, so let's not thank them too much. They're buying something. Um, then, uh, if you're new to the show, we post new episodes every Wednesday. <laughs> I just want to fuck a good thing, you know. I just want to fuck up the best thing about horror movie talk, which is right. the patrons. Yeah, no, I noticed. Um, if you want to call and give us a voicemail about how much of an asshole I am, call 682-253-4468. And uh, you'll maybe hear yourself on a future episode of Horror Movie Talk. 
Uh, we start every episode by giving a brief review and synopsis, and then we score the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry, 5 being an average film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good it transcends genre boundaries. I've done this intro so much that I'm starting to enter in the speed and, um, like, the uh, amalgamated language of cops when they pull you over. Like they 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 talk so quick, and just everything runs through because they've said it a billion times. Let me just give you your license registration for me right now. Okay. <laughs> Can I get your license registration? Uh, what? License registration, please. Can you tell me where you're going so fast? Do you know how fast you were going back there? Back there. Uh, yeah, that's me t- talking about the scores. Uh, there's always a reason. And, you know, we're four years into it almost like more sometimes five years into it almost. You sometimes you wonder, like, why do they keep saying all these things? It's because in the first year people were confused. Isn't that silly? Isn't that funny to think that, like, people are confused about, like, wait, what does one to ten really mean, though? One. So which (laughs) which one? So what's five? It was our it was our social media guy. Yeah. He's the guy who is now our social media guy being like, yeah, but what does that really mean? There was a couple people. I mean, I think Garrett also was like, yeah, I mean, it's good. You should just clarify what. Like, but how does that work? One to ten. All right. Let me get through the rest of my uh, mealy mouth intro. After we get a score, we'll get into the spoilers, take a deeper dive into what we liked about it, about the film. Later on, we'll be playing taglines. Did you get my text about taglines? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, so let's get into it. Let's get into the episode again. Patrons voted and we watched audition and it made the final cut. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the trailer. crazy trailer nuts who knew what was gonna come up whoa whoa all right 
Um, so audition can be found currently. Who knows where it'll be found as of the publishing of this episode? But right now, it can be found on Canopy, um, which might be available through your library card uh, for free, and on Tubby, which I believe was ad supported in, in when I checked it. It was. It was. Again, I'm going to plug Hoopla and Canopy until people believe me that it's a good thing. Like, I don't, people have an aversion to using a free library offering. It does sound complicated. It's literally you just need a library card, and that's how you sign up. Ooh. Boy. Um, the film follows Shigeharu Aoyama, played by <laughs> Ryu Ishibashi. Oh, yeah. How would you say it, David? What? I, I, I can laugh. I think you're cute. Shiguharu Ayoyama. 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 Would it be better if I said it in a Japanese voice? Yeah. The film follows Shiguharu Ayoyama. Oh, by... that's what's worse. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> Don't do that anymore. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Played by the actor Ryu Ishibashi. No! Ryu Ishibashi. Um, <laughs> but if you watch the movie, he's right, though. Uh, so he's a widower that upon the cur- encouragement from his college age, question mark, son, not super clear about that, uh, decides to find a new wife after sharing his intentions to find a suitable mate with a co-worker in the movie business. They hatch a scheme to screen a bevy of eligible young women in the guise of a film audition. Pouring over thousands of resumes and applications, Shigeharu is smitten with one woman in particular. After seeing her audition, he reaches out and they start dating. His co-worker has doubts about her, but Shigeharu is undaunted and falls madly in love. Turns out you should probably listen to your friends. Uh, much is made about audition I as a truly disturbing movie and I have to say it's kind of disappointed um, what? is my heart so cold that I can no longer be stirred by amputations what has become of me like this is, seems so tame to me now um, and well, I think it's the case of being compared to what real amputation videos what are you doing in your spare time uh, watching real amputation videos. <laughs> we'll get to that. But um, I, I think it's the case of being on the vanguard or, or being like on the forefront and then later being eclipsed by films that were inspired by it. So this was 1999 and torture porn horror had not been a term that anyone had heard of. And at the time, this must have seemed super shocking and groundbreaking for genre fans. However, soon after Saw, Hostel, and The Human Centipede and those movies came out and make auditions seem almost quaint to me. Little correction. Um, Actually, this had been a genre in Japan for a long time at this point. Um, Guinea Pig... Uh, the whole guinea pig series is Japanese and is, I mean, arguably much more 
horrendous. Um, just doesn't have any story at all. Um, really, it's just just gore porn. I mean, it is the quintessential gore porn. Um, and that was in the eighties, and then the nineties it continued into. But uh, yeah, those Japanese. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. Whew, I just do not know. It's a lot. You know, it is a lot. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's always on the list of like the most shocking, like disturbing horror. And like, I, I don't know, maybe I've built it up so much in my head that I could not be affected by it, but I don't know. And it might've just been the viewing situation, but to me it was like, yeah, it's uh pretty cut and dry. They don't do they don't show that much. That's that might be one of the things that if you don't if you're not actively noticing it, like you don't realize like in in like pulp fiction or a lot of these films marked as super violent. They don't actually show anything. But they show the after effects and they show reactions. And so it, if you're into it it feels super disturbing and well it's really sold on the diabolical part you know like it's it's sold on the acting of the actors like i mean it's just great acting during these parts you know that that taps into the empathetic nerve that bryce does not have um excuse me uh I, no. your words not mine like you're sitting here like it just doesn't do it for me I don't know what it is. I don't know where where my empathy went, but it ain't here. Well, I mean, uh, for for me, like, I it's hard for me to suspend my disbelief in this case because it just feels pretty artificial. It feels like, yeah, I mean, it, I can see through, you know, see the man behind the curtain, which is like, no, we're trying to be shocking and 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 whatnot but really the character development and like the backstory isn't fleshed out enough to where i can really believe that this is a real person or understand the motivations on it enough i will say this there's a thing happening in this movie and in a lot of not just japanese movies but um you know, Korean movies and sometimes uh, Chinese movies that I've seen where I really feel like there's something lost in translation because there's an element of mystery to the whole thing that I feel like might actually be being fleshed out in some sort of language thing that's just not translating over or is so common knowledge in that culture that they just are, they just get it you know um yeah i mean i wouldn't blame you for thinking that but i don't think that's the case here because in the in the trivia in imdb it talks about this is adapted from a book and the book goes into a lot more detail about her background and that i mean i didn't form that opinion after i read the trivia i was like i watched it i'm like kind of confused about the towards the ending like when they fl do a bunch of flashbacks in this dreamlike uh, way where it kind of explains what her backstory is and what her motivations are, but never really cements it. And you're never really quite,
quite sure what really happened. And apparently in the book, it's just very straightforward about what happened to her. So <clears throat> it was. It's kind of weird to hold back in this, you right. know, it's yeah. like, but you do so much. And they had plenty of time for it. I mean, it's a two hour. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, they and they they slow roll it really well. So, I mean, it's not like they couldn't have if they didn't want to. It was it was a choice and just not one that I thought I feel like a broken record about like talking about character development or, you know, just like fleshing out characters and motivations and stuff. But it's I think it's what separates great movies from mediocre ones to me. And it didn't do nothing. It's just not enough for me to care. Um, I think movies like this really depend on being carried by the plot itself. And I don't know. I think I was set up with higher expectations than it could deliver. Um, it portends. So yeah, the strong suit of the film is the midstream switcheroo of genre. So well into act two, this is a pretty charming run of the mill rom-com. Um, and the third act is straight Lynchian horror. Like it's intense and, uh, going into it and having zero expectations, um, and zero knowledge. I can imagine this would be a pretty impactful film, but that I was, was me. I, I was, I was like, pretty, like, I had heard of Audition a couple times. Like, I just had heard the name, the end. Like, I had no, that's it. And so I came into this like, what is this? Oh, no, oh, no, no. You know? Right. Like, yeah. Um, It portends to be deep and psychological, but there isn't really much depth in the end, in my opinion. No real strong statements are made other than, abuse is bad and can have lasting effects um i wish they would have delved deeper into asami's story the woman's backstory and unmasked her psyche but um uh, sorry and her unmasked psyche because a lot of it is like she's pretending to be something else and like that is really interesting if you want like a comparison of like what could this have been um watch gone girl and see like a woman wearing a mask and then having it revealed what's actually going on behind the scenes. And that's very effective. I wish they would have delved deeper into that. Um, but what they really did and the choices they made was to slow roll the plot and then take their time with the gore in the third act. And I don't blame them. It works. Um, it's just not, it's a very Japanese horror thing to do. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, the third act is very strong and it works. It just takes so long to get there without fully using the runtime to make the characters compelling. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Um, that I think it's just a bit of a wasted opportunity. Uh, overall, it's a unique and very weird movie, like in the true sense of the mo of the word weird, uh, but isn't going 
on the top of any of my lists. It deserves attention, but seems a little overhyped for what it is. Uh, I give it a score um, of 6 out of 10. I, uh, you know, the slow roll can work real well. Like a good example of a slow roll movie that I really enjoy is, um, is lamb, you know, like, um, the journey is the destination kind of thing. Like, um, I really like lamb for that reason. Um, personally, I know you didn't, but, uh, but for me, it it worked. I like the slow roll in that situation. In this situation, no, I think you didn't like the... I'm just specifically talking about the slow roll. Um, I think I thought I remembered you saying uh, that it was just unnecessarily brooding and long. Um, I maybe yeah. Think. I think I said like it would wor- would have worked better as a short film. Yeah, sounds like something you'd say. Um, uh, but I really like that part of it. In this one, the the slow roll is really intense in the second act like the first act pretty quick um it's fun you know it's very rom-commy and then that second act just just drags and drags and drags and drags and um and really just could have been cut down a lot for for my taste other than that um that's where it, it loses points is it was just like i don't like i don't know if this is it's supposed to be so long and boring, but um, there is a lot of long and boring uh, scenes that just don't need to be there um, for me. Uh, but I know I, I knew very little, like I said, about this coming in, and it was hard to sit through as um, when it starts, it starts, it starts hard and then it just goes way harder on implication and violence and just disgusting concepts conceptually it's really fucking gross but not just but not just gross like probably something that has happened in real life um and so you just kind of you just your butthole clenches up and your stomach tightens and it's just very hard um the end was revolting um well i'll i'll uh, admit to something that um i i fully appreciate if i get shade thrown at me for this but i watched it on canopy um i think i started at like 10 last night and canopy has the option to watch it 1.5 or 2x speed and so for much of the like i would put it at 1x when it was like felt like an important uh, an important scene but anything else around like just exposition or like filler for like and then this happens in between the two important scenes i was watching it 2x so that felt (laughs) i'm gonna say in this case pro move that felt nice i'll say uh third act was all 1x like that was third act bryce was at 0.25 0.25 he's like yeah. <laughs> fucking freako um yeah that third act was rough i give this a score yeah i mean seven uh i i will say that this was one of the most difficult movies at the end to i've ever had to sit through it was 
vile and really the concepts being portrayed were were awful. yeah it'll it'll be it'll be fun talking about it in the spoiler section but before we get to spoilers let's talk about our sponsors mainly our patrons patrons are are paying for this episode basically and they voted for it and if you um don't like hearing about them every week and if you don't like hearing the commercials that get interjected every so often into the episode you can go on patreon.com slash horror movie talk and join and you can get rid of those commercials and get early access to episodes right after we edit them um, also please visit our shop at horrormovietalk.com slash shop for logo tees and stickers and other stuff that's designed by Dustin Goble, our resident artist. He fucks hard, he takes commissions, and he takes no prisoners. Uh, so you can find him on Instagram at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. And uh, ask him for anything that your heart desires. Uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468. Thanks for listening. Let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. Okay, so the the uh, story. I think I basically talked about mostly in the synopsis, but. Um, I thought there was kind of a red herring um, in the form of a fish in the beginning of this movie uh, because it opens with the son and, and father um, fishing and the son makes a point of talking about this particular fish. They're all born male and then as they mature become like hermaphrodites and then eventually end up as a male or female so i was expecting like a crying game ending for this i was like oh so that's obviously a setup to have this woman that he falls in love with like actually uh a trans person uh which is not appropriate um why because it's not good to marginalize and and villainize trans people uh, but it had nothing to do with anything. So I thought that was just like an interesting non sequitur. I guess the movie that I saw this turning into um, when I heard Hermaphrodite was a very positive one. So I was confused as to why you would say something like that, you know? Right. Um, and maybe, um, maybe it's just symbolism. Whoa. Why did your head get giant? Okay. I look down, and all of a sudden, I just see a fucking eye. Yeah, that's how we do it over here, baby. Um, so maybe like the the reason for that is like she started out as one thing and transformed into something else because of trauma, which seems like a pretty common theme in horror movies. Um, trauma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, anyways, so it's kind of, it happens very quick. And this is like the part of like the culture, the Japanese culture, more so than overarching uh, plot uh, or like thematic stuff. 
the stuff that seems really foreign and weird to me is how how uh, nonchalant the guy's like yeah so i decided i'm gonna get married again so i'm just gonna find a girl and and like propose to her after two dates and his friend's like hmm, okay well that's a good idea there's so much of that kind of thing just generally speaking in specifically japanese uh film that it's gotta be just a, a cultural thing like I, i'm there's so many different parts of Japanese film where I watch it and I'm like, why is it so stilted? Um, is it just the way their culture is? Is just real stilted and like formal? Because like even down to like the the personal moments between this fella and his his girlfriend, this girl, um, are like their private personal conversations are like propped up on real uh formal stilts and this is not this is not just this movie this is a lot of japanese movies uh that i've seen so it must be a cultural thing i'm guessing yeah it's definitely definitely a cultural thing i mean i'm not i'm no expert but there's definitely like everything's very formal and um a lot goes unsaid and there's a a huge facade of politeness and like formality around personal interactions and it and it's like in in the film it comes off as like um it seems like they're all like no nonsense like when he's talking with his friend like it's all like very um unemotional and practical when they're talking about some pretty emotional and like intense topics like falling in love and getting married um i guess i would assume that falling in love would be part of it but eh. he's like no i want a girl that checks these three specific boxes and they're like okay um to me it'd be like okay well you can't just go out and shop for them you know but apparently in Japan, you kind of can. But then they proceed to do exactly that in, like, the funnest way possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the setup is pretty great, which is, like, they're in the movie business and they're like, well, let's just act like we're uh, making a movie and audition a bunch of hotties, you know? And, uh, I mean, I'm sure that's um, the uh, the tack of a lot of producers in Hollywood like hmm, it's time it's been a minute since i got my dick wet i'm this is like a zip harvey weinstein he's like hmm i haven't had my dick wet for 15 minutes let's go hold an audition <laughs> in my hotel room um so the setup is is interesting and and uh, uh frankly a little disturbing and they they go through this cavalcade of women and he finds this one that he's stricken with um and the rest of the movie happens the one thing that pulls me out of it for some reason like he's got a son and his son brings over like a girlfriend and i can't tell how old the son is supposed to be because the girl and him are identifying dinosaurs which i associate with like a three-year-old son he can be like, an archaeologist 
I mean, it, it finally comes to that where like it's revealed that he's excited about a new discovery. So it's like, well, he must be in the field maybe or studying it in college. But in that scene with the girl, she's like, they're holding up like toy. <laughs> Am I wrong that they're holding up toy dinosaurs? You are not wrong. Like, You're just weirdly judgmental. I get that you can be an archaeologist, but I don't know. There's something about like having. Should toy... we look at a model? And then he pulls out his little toy. <laughs> That's um... a Parasaurolophus. <laughs> you know what, Bryce? I'm actually really glad that I found a natural segue to talk about Jurassic Park here. Um, <laughs> because I was watching that last night, as you know. And um, and it's it's crazy to me. Just 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 a Jurassic Park segment in audition audition. Um, it's crazy to me that like okay. So what's what's the what's the white bearded dude's name in uh, Jurassic Park? John Hammond. John Hammond has made has spent five years with the lease to this island off Costa Rica, and he's built a theme park around live dinosaurs, live dinosaurs, caged. Um, and, um, and now when it's about getting ready to open, he needs the opinion of dinosaur experts and the lawyer present, meaning Bryce, he did all of that work with no archeologists around. And just now the archeologists who he's been funding to do archeological research are learning about the island. Is that crazy? No, that's not the setup. The yes. setup is... I is just that, watched it. The setup is that they're getting the archaeologist and Laurie Sattler to come specifically for the insurance audit. Like, they're bringing them on as outside experts. I'm sure that they have plenty of internal expertise. No, he says multiple times, I got you here to... To, as experts, I haven't had these experts around. Like, he could use the archaeologists who are just there if there were archaeologists there, if there were experts there. That's not how an audit works. Like, you don't you don't audit. It's called an external audit. I hope you're you, you right. You audit a business by pulling in external sources. Because if you use internal accountants that have been cooking the books to run your audit, then they can just say like yeah everything's good why do you automatically assume the internal accountant accountants are cooking the books bryce hansen llc has some shade on it now i hope you're right i that actually makes a little bit more sense because this whole time i was like he did all this without archaeologists how <laughs> anyway back to audition um so audition for the first half of it almost the first like three-fourths of it is a straight ahead rom-com like it's very much hits all the beats of like the meat cutes. He's like he spills his coffee on this one application. He's like, oh, I'm meat cuting. What a cute little girl that I can meet because of my coffee spill. What is and, this uh, meat cutes? What is this? You said you meat never heard cutes. of the. This is not the first time I've used the term meat cute. It's like the you know in every rom com, like the two protagonists like accidentally run into each other or something and like the girl l drops her papers and then the guy like leans down to like pick him up with her or there's some circumstance in which they butt heads um through circumstance and 
they leave like either flustered or embarrassed and then they fall in love later this is not a this is a unique concept this is a new concept to me however upon basic google review um i'll give the the huge wikipedia there's a wikipedia page devoted to the term meat cute and here we go here's the basic premise in film and television a meat cute is a scene in which two people who will form a future romantic couple meet for the first time typically under unusual humorous or cute circumstances look at you coming out here distributing laying in a lake distributing knowledge David, I'm a professional film reviewer. I know terms like meat cute. I fluffer. Fluffer. Uh I know what a grip does. Yeah, you do. I know what a best boy does. Yeah, you do. Like all these things you're required to know before you can have opinions about film. Hell yeah, brother. So anyways, like it's got all the rom com aspects. It's got like the just like inexplicable falling apart at the midpoint um and unlike a rom-com instead of coming back together and and like falling madly in love and getting married and living happily ever after um that's not how audition ends so he kind of falls for this girl in white after he reads her essay um in her application and then they audition her um and he like Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He's the only one that he asks questions to or like makes a comment and he kind of like loses himself in the moment. He's like, I read your thing and like losing at part of it. Part of it's like, listen to it. <laughs> this is the life lesson that I'm going to bestow upon you because you sound damaged and hurt. And I'll, I'll tell you how to like you know look at it since i'm the older more mature and then also it's like the he ends it with basically like i think it's very interesting that you're this mature that you recognize that this is important or whatever but basically says that losing something that you love is part of life and that he was kind of basically impressed by her melancholy around it that she's already experienced that and she's young her the, the the thing that she lost is she was a ballet dancer and then she got injured and she can no longer do ballet and so that was devastating to her. Right. Now this is another very Japanese thing where the where like just the thing that they're talking about 
is just not something you've ever heard of before. You know, it's like, I'm so impressed by this version of your maturity. And you're like, why would you say it like that? Like, there's just something a little bit diff. And it's, it's just most interesting, I guess, to me in the Japanese culture, because it's, it's so foreign that it's almost impossible for me to understand it. You know, it's like, it's like the upside down kind of, it's like, what? <laughs> Every part of it is a little bit spooky and strange to me because, because it is so, 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 so many foreign concepts. I don't know. Does that make any, does that ring true at all? I think, I think you're a little more intimidated than you need to be by the cultural differences. Um, I think usually it doesn't come down to that much difference in terms of like the main points. I think it's like the main differences are differences in approach or yeah, differences in like how you portray yourself publicly. Right. But in terms of like internal life and like emotional stuff, I think that's kind of universal. I don't know. Um, so he kind of is smitten with her and his friend like early on is like, yeah, there's something wrong with her. Like, I, I don't have a good feeling about her. Um, and later kind of checks in on some of her backstory about like, she said that she's kind of managed by this executive, at this ACE records business. Uh, but when the friend checks, there's no such person or there used to be, but now they're missing person. Um, regardless, uh, the main character calls her and is like, Hey, uh, I'm a very important producer. Would you like to go out to dinner with me? And she's like, okay. Um, and she's very game. And at the end of the meeting, she's very forward about asking, can we do this again? Um, and saying, basically, I don't have anyone to confide in. Um, so she's very lonely and desperate perfect for a date <laughs> that's i don't know back when i was dating that's exactly what i looked for lonely and desperate right there yes there's it's hard for me to know <clears throat> what like i mean it's just hard for the audience to know throughout this what this guy's this guy's transgression is against this woman in particular and i think the answer is that um there's a bunch of stuff that the film has been hiding from you, right? It's like, oh, he's been using these women, um, unbeknownst to you, the audience, he's been getting his dick sucked by all these women um, all this time, kind of. No, I think it's it's a lot lighter than that. Like, I think the, the explanation in the end is, that's part of it. Like, he, he ba she basically... I don't know with any like insane murderers their their rationale is not super important and it's like pretty arbitrary to them and I think one of it was like yes bringing up that yeah he's a bad guy because he was using this audition specifically for his purposes and so sure that's bad but one of the the big thing that she makes a big deal out of is that he lied to her right about about the fact that she would be his only love, but really he has other people in his life who he has loved and does love like his son. Yeah. And I guess they, they make a, 
that's a lot clearer and they make a bigger deal of that in the in the novel which is he doesn't reveal that he has a son until later in the in the book um so that that might be something my hair is invisible Mm. um so yeah i mean that's kind of her rule and in the end it's like she's she's just gonna kill men like she's gonna find a reason to kill whatever men she can get into her uh bed or whatever so um his friend is consistent with like telling him to be cautionful um to exercise caution and he's telling her don't ring her to the point where it feels kind of ridiculous because he's like this is about your life Okay, like just the because of the fact she lied about her agent doesn't mean she's going to murder me, but okay, I'll uh, hold off. It's like, well, yeah, that's exactly what happened. So, um, <coughs> um, let me see if I, you take the next bullet point so I can try to adjust my filter here. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So at this point. We are given a very impressive insight into this young gal's life, um, which is she's just sitting in a room uh, inanimate, uh, almost dead, um, just sitting, waiting by the phone with a burlap sack seemingly containing someone inside it across (laughs) across the room from her. And so, and when the phone rings, when he finally calls her, she looks up with a little hint of a smile across her face. And you're like, oh, this is very, very, very bad. This is very bad. And then the bag rolls and it's like, what? Yeah. Up till this point, it could have been just a bag full of laundry and she could have like just been very poor and not have any furniture. But her laundry is just a bag full of dicks. So we know that something's wrong, but we don't know how wrong until the end. So they, you know, they start dating in earnest and then he takes her on a trip. Um, There's a great, the great scene where he's like making plans to go to the museum and, and like do a walking tour. And she's like looking at him like, do you not realize I'm down to fuck right now? Like, maybe I was unclear, and then she starts undressing. This is one of those in terms of, like, if we're talking about cultural differences, this is the one where it's, like, confusing to me. Because I don't know about you, like, are you ever confused by Japanese porn? Sometimes I am. Because she she gets undressed, and it seems like, oh, she's going to be forward and be, like, the one that takes charge, gets undressed, and, like, you know, if this was a Western uh, film, it'd be like she would go up to him and start sucking his dick, right? Okay, yeah. Is that not? I mean, weren't you when as you were unzipping your pants? Isn't that what you were thinking was going to happen? Yeah, right. Uh, instead, she lies like a plank on the bed <laughs> and covers herself. Do you remember? Um, and then tells him to come to bed. Do you remember the killing of a sacred deer? One of my very yes. favorite movies. Yes, I do. In fact, with Nicole Kidman pretending to just be dead so that she so yes. that he could fuck her. 
I keep that in my ma- in my mind in a bank of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> a bank of specific bank of memories I keep mm. is uh Nicole Kidman lying in underwear on a bit. So that that one was weird and he like kind of comes up to her and then she uses it as a way to reveal that she has some scars which is like okay it it just feels a little weird and i don't know how much of that is like the scene is weird and i i don't know how much of that is just like sexuality is different i do know this like from my understanding of japanese porn is that it's very focused on the women being passive like that's a really like big concept about women are there to be taught by the men how to have sex and like and they're like it's disturbing i mean i'm not a big fan because like not a big fan there's a certain effect of like this is almost like infantilizing women of like she doesn't know what she's doing like i have to show her and you're like if that's what you want, what kind of woman is going to provide that for you? And the answer is very immature. <laughs> well, or or like coached in this, you know, which 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 either way is unappealing because it's false. It's it's either it's either false or it's alarming. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, that whole thing, um, yeah, I gotta say, it's, um, just generally speaking, I don't love it, don't love a lot of, I mean, listen, I'm pretty well-versed in porn. I've seen a lot of it. Um, a lot of times the Japanese stuff <laughs> is a little bit, um, cry-y for me, a little bit high-pitched for me a lot of crying a lot of high-pitched crying a lot of perceived kind of perceived pain yeah a little at least there's pain involved um a lot of the time a little bit of rape thrown in there a lot of like i'm not here for this it's you you're doing this to me and it's like ah, 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 i don't like it so hey, um, I'll tell you what. If this sounds rough to you, if uh, if if this sounds maybe mm, problematic to you, I would suggest that you go head on over, type in Pornhub to your. Don't forget to go into incognito mode, um, and then type in Pornhub.com, and then just type in, then just go to the category section that's the Japanese, and just click on any of them. Uh, I'd say there's a 75% chance that you'll find exactly what I'm talking about right away. Um, maybe a lot better chances than that. I'm not into it, but it is in this movie. Shockingly, shockingly, it is like a little bit here. Um, so yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's where all this stems from. My, my daunting feelings surrounding Japanese cinema. I like Akira. It's pretty cool. Like some anime is pretty good. I just watched a Vice documentary about how um, child pornography is legal as long as it's animated. 
So in Japan. So like in America, if you were to draw pictures of child porn, that's not okay. That's illegal. Japan, a big thumbs up. And, um, and there's a lot, there's a lot of it. And, um, and it's a vice documentary that like gets into it and it's like, (laughs) okay. Some of the guys who draw it are like, yes, but it keeps us off the streets. And, And then there's a bunch of like, but does it though? Or does it like radicalize people very quickly? And who's to say, except for maybe the kids, um, you know, I bet the kids would say. I don't know. Different strokes. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't want to be xenophobic or anything, but I got to say, like... Whoa, that's quite a intro. I, I'm going to say, like, Americans know how to fuck. Like, fertility is not an issue in America. Like, all these Asian countries where they're, like, going to have these demographic collapses because the young people aren't fucking and having kids i think you're just talking about japan although maybe south korea as well china too china is gonna have a huge demographic collapse is in the future yeah well they had a fucking one child policy for a decade or something like that that. it was government enforced and like huh shocking that's not a good idea to enforce how many kids people can have like yeah the crazy the crazy thing to me is how many people here are like staunch supporters of the CCP are like how dare you question them and it's like okay wait what <laughs> anyway getting mildly political in horror movie talk over here because of audition because of audition i'm just saying we know how to fuck um so yeah, go back. Where were we? Where were we till we saw? So she lays down. She tells him about, like, she was hurt by accident. Then her story changes later. Um, and then this is when she tells him to commit to love her and no one else. <clears throat> I don't think he realized how literal she meant that. Not just, like, you can't date anyone else or I'm the only woman you can have sex with. Um, he liter- She literally meant, like, you don't get to have anyone in your life that you love other than me because <laughs> that apparently enrages her. Um, and this is where it kind of goes weird because after supposedly they have sex, um, he wakes up dazed and she's just gone. And like, she's nowhere to be found. Like he's, he, uh, you know, sees where she slept but you know can't find hiding her hair the lady and then he starts like investigating goes on like a a quest to find her and he he goes to her old ballet studio and finds some creepy ballet instructor i guess and then it's kind of revealed weirdly maybe that he was the one that burned her and it wasn't an accident that she did on herself and he doesn't have feet I oh, guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, he's got he's got someone else's skin boots on right. with right. boards taped to the bottom of that skin and they've made into boots. Right. Yeah. 
And so that's something weird. And then pretty quickly it gets into the third act where, like, you're shown this first-person view of her supposedly going up to his whiskey bottle. And then pretty quickly he takes a drink and immediately faints. He, like, he is, again, like a plank just falling backwards onto the floor. And this is the third act is really dreamlike. It cuts back and forth between all these like flashbacks and flashbacks to earlier in her life, but also earlier in the film, like when they're dating or when she's in the audition. And it's really confusing because it immediately like jump cuts to them at dinner. And then she's describing her backstory, which is like having an abusive uncle when she was like seven and basically like being tortured and having a really shitty life. And then there's this weird, okay. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is where it gets really weird for me because there's also this weird pedophile undertone of things because it shows her as a girl lying on the floor and sprinting eagle and the guy coming at her with the hot wires and and then it does this like really close up of like her leg and going up her crotch where you can like see her butt poking out and then it gets up but and this is where I get confused because a couple times it swaps faces or heads and it was like it started out as a little girl, but then when it gets to the head, it doesn't look like the little girl's face. Like it's the implication. Because of the implication. If you do this to someone, you do it to all of us, you you are all this. You're the same as everyone else, and all the victims are the same, and it's just this cycle of violence, kind of. I think that's the insinuation. Right, and then later, like when she goes to suck his dick, her her face changes again between her and the girl at the office, and also his son's girlfriend, like and also his ex-wife, his dead, his widowed wife. Um, and then he is in her apartment and stumbles over the sack. And this is when it's revealed that there's a guy in the sack that crawls out and he's missing a tongue, three fingers and his feet. And it cuts back to like her cutting off the feet with this bone cutting wire. And this made me remember, uh, when I 
totally in, fell in love with Glittercore as a fan. Because back in the day on Instagram, when she originally reached out, she's always been like pretty bold and offensive with what she shares with us. But this... There was... I can't remember what we were talking about, but it was something about she worked in the she works in the medical field and she was like, "Have you ever seen this shit?" <laughs> and it's like this one type of literally like what's in this film, like there's this wire that's a a saw. I have a couple of these. And she sent me a video of it. It was like, "Here, here's what it looks like." And it's like an instructional video on how to use it. It's wire. What it is is I can't remember what it's called. It's a uh, wire wrapped around. It's like a wire. French. It's a French name. Wire wrapped around wire bone cutting. What's it called? Oh, jiggly, jiggly, jiggly. Yeah, jiggly, jiggly saw. Yeah, jiggly saws. They're very. Um, they're very. Yeah, they're they're great for for friction cuts, right? Like um. Because you can you can like get it going so fast that it'll cauterize the wound, and uh, and because the wire is so tiny, because the because it's wire wrapped around wire, that means the teeth is like every different notch in the wire as it's like braided around itself. So that makes when you can pull it back and forth pretty quick, you can move it so fast that it'll actually like make smoke. Like you can like. Like you, you can use it for cutting firewood and starting a fire almost like it, it will produce smoke. Yeah. I mean, I'll let you do the, uh, the Googling or the YouTubing, but you can find demonstrations of a Gigli saw on YouTube, which Glittercore dropped into our DMS and it is the most shocking, like in terms of like, I did not know that reality contained this was you can saw off someone's leg so quick because i think in the in the the thing she showed me it was like sawed off at at the thigh like it was like not just like an ankle or like a knee it was literally at the meaty part of a thigh and just like it was zip zap that leg is gone i can't do this right now <laughs> This is I this is like this 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 part of this movie is so gross like the Yeah, and this is the reaction when Glittercore shared it too. You, you did not watch it and no. I did. Uh-uh. And I no. watched it several times and I think I showed Aaron. I not, <laughs> how did Aaron do? I can barely hear you right now, so uh I'm not sure if I actually showed it to her, but she's I mean, she's not a huge fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, um yeah, this is here, let me do an impression. No, really no, no, no. What it sounds like. <laughs> David, just imagine you don't, bone you don't realize being cut what's at stake here. Like I'm, I'm, I could pass out. Like the, that would be done. Like the review would be done. I could just walk away. I could feel so sick that I just throw up and walk away. I know. know, I know. This is. You're safe. Put your heads back. Your headphones back on. I promise to be good. I I promise to be good. I, I, this is a fundamental difference in opinion. You think that's bad. I think that's excellent pod, but we'll move on. It's not that it, it's just, it's just that I could quit because of anger. Uh huh. You know, I could turn really angry and then be gone. 
or sick. I, again, it's a fundamental disagreement. You think that's a bad thing? I think that's excellent pod. It's just like, yeah, I guess it is a fundamental disagreement. I think that's a thing a bad person would do, and you are a bad person. Okay, let's not make it. A value oh, now judgment. we're getting into territory that's too rough for you, huh? <sighs> Why don't you tell me how to Why cut off a leg? Why don't you tell me what to do? Um. Okay. So, speaking of uh, fun things, it cuts back to him, in him falling. Oh. Well, before we even get to the needles, we see the dead dog. Oh. Yeah, Ghoulie or whatever his name is. I, this movie is so uncomfortable. Which uh, apparently in the book is much more graphic. How she kills the dog, and they um, don't do that in the movie. But yeah, there's this needle torture and like. This is super creepy when she's like putting in the needle. She's like sing songy, going deeper, deeper, deeper. What? How does it go? <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's like ooh, ooh, and she's so like she's so like pristine and um, composed throughout the whole thing, and um, and it's that's really the thing that like you have this beautiful young woman who is so composed and so um diabolically evil um and violent um and she's doing these horrible horrible things um and uh and th- and it just makes it so much more creepy for me cuz it's like it's so intentional and so gross um, when she's sitting there with these needles. Like I get acupuncture done regularly and I was, and, and, uh, and so like needles going into me, I'm okay with that. But when she's like, when you know that she's just going through like the kidney now, like it's so rough. I found it. Hang on. Maybe I could, Ugh. Oh, oof! I can't do it. Yeah, no, I don't like it. Don't like it. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, gross! Like it doesn't show much. Like it doesn't actually show the needle penetration so much as the after effects of it. And so, a lot of it was yeah. A lot of it was just showing the reaction and showing the after effects of it. I mean. It was, yeah, and that goes to show you, like, how much more impactful it is to not show stuff than it is to show it sometimes. Um, And then the sun comes back, and there's kind of a, a tussle, and she gets kicked down the stairs. Well, she, like, before that, she so she sticks all these fucking needles into his stomach, and then a couple into underneath his eye. And then she like, okay, so she sticks them all into his stomach and then she gets up on top of him. She like straddles him and is like jostling all these tummy needles around. It was like, (laughs) and then she fucking jiggly saws his foot off. His foot off face off. That's good, clean fun is what it is. Uh, So 
Um, it ends. It seems like she might be able to. She's like trying to spray the sun to get him to to faint, but he kicks her down the stairs and she breaks her neck. And it's a happy ending. They all get away. It's okay. <laughs> but in, in throughout, there's like a bunch of like flashbacks and stuff, and there's like a little uncertainty. But in the end, it's like no, this is actually happening. Like he's he's actually fucked. Anyways. Who would you recommend audition to? If you're really looking to push the limits of your discomfort, um, well, you might have fucked it yourself a little bit by listening this far through. <laughs> um, but uh, it worked on me, and it would work again. It turns my stomach to think about. Um, it was not a great time. Uh, the first half... It's something, something toxic masculinity, something, something, I don't know, Japanese cry porn. I don't know. It's very, if these things go together and make you go, hmm, then maybe this movie's for you. What do you think? Um, I mean, definitely like kind of a precursor to the torture porn genre that comes later in America pretty heavily in in the 2000s um but um i don't i don't necessarily think it's a must-see or anything it's it's sure talked about a lot um and definitely to sate your curiosity you can watch it but um i don't know it's just i is i yeah you give it a six right mm-hmm. give it a seven yeah I, I mean it is a it is a solid entry into gore porn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into our next bit. Taglines. Here's taglines. Taglines is a bit where we come up with alternate taglines for the movie we are reviewing. I'll go first. Did um okay, uh we have the horror movie talk Facebook group. Uh lots uh-huh. of people on there posting funny horror memes all the time. Did you see the one with uh with our good friend Jack Torrance uh recently? Um <laughs> I uh I just sent it to you on Steam and it's it's uh it's a TikTok uh, that Alan M shared, uh, Alan M rain water shared over there. <laughs> yeah, share it. It says the caption for those of you listening says toddlers when they see a disabled person in public. <laughs> <laughs> Is there supposed to be any sound on it? Cause I don't hear any sound. Yeah. It's just the haunting music in the background. Oh, there it is. <laughs> just just toddlers looking at that disabled person with that distant, like, vague stare. Uh, nice. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've watched that so many times. 
just because it seems like something's gonna happen like they're gonna go you know like yeah have you ever had that where your kids looking at you know somebody in public and you're just like don't don't do it don't say anything and then they're like papa that man has no legs and you're like no (laughs) has that happened to you uh no i don't think my kids have done that in my yeah i mean they're not that outspoken that happened has happened to me a couple times where you'll be like look 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 papa where's that man's arm (laughs) it's like damn it it's not there i don't know where it is it's somewhere that's not here okay taglines yeah Audition. They can't show genitals in Japan, but they can show this. <laughs> Taglines uh, or audition. The Japanese are much kinkier than us. Audition. You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> uh, audition. She's going to get the part. Eh. Eh. You get it? Uh-huh. Heart. Uh audition. If you fall in love with her, you be tripping. <laughs> okay, the audition. If a movie has a ballerina in it, buckle up. <laughs> Every movie I can think of with a ballerina is like fuck this. <laughs> and my last one uh audition oh shit i just oh i thought i would remember it after looking at it for two seconds audition we're going with someone else (laughs) (laughs) yeah bravo uh yeah 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 so that's our episode sorry for the hiccup sorry fart uh thanks for joining us uh please share the podcast with a friend leave a rating um, or a review on the places that you can do that. Um, it's sure helps us out. Also go to horrormovietalk.com. You'll find links to all the things. Um, if you're going to do any shopping for Christmas, I guess it's past Christmas now, so never mind about that. But if you're going to do any shopping on Amazon, click through the button in the banner on horrormovietalk.com. We can get a little taste of that. Uh, but most importantly, join us on our Patreon. Uh, you can do things like vote on movies for us to watch. You can listen to exclusive episodes that only are on Patreon. Or you can just simply listen to the Afterpod, which we'll be recording next, um, which is us just shooting the shit. Uh, we'll see you next time. Call 682-253-4468 if you want to leave us a voicemail and talk about the problematic aspects of this episode. Uh, mostly my fault, I'm sure. Um, and we'll see you next time bye i love you bye Bye. good day sir good day sir you lose you get nothing is that a skull through the scraggly wood
doesn't sound good. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.